Hey, what's up? This is Tia. Hey, loves. It's me, Val. And thank you for joining us for another cup-filling episode of Crown Chronicles. Although many times a queen's crown may slip, only together can we bear the weight that comes along with wearing it. So join us as we indulge in life-changing conversations, respecting the healing journey and the path each one of us travels in obtaining complete fullness, peace, and joy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. No, I'm just playing. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Crown Chronicles. Um, Let me just start by saying thank you. Um, to those who have been tuning in, those have been sharing your feedback. Uh, we've received so much love mm-hmm. and support um, unexpectedly, honestly. Both T and I have been getting text messages, um, social media messages, phone calls, and um, man, we can't we couldn't be any more grateful. So um, continue to share. If you're loving what you're hearing, please continue to share with your friends, your family, your cousin, baby mama, Tracy, everybody. Everybody. What's going on, love? How was your week? How's um, your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been having a really good my week has been really, really good. Um, yeah, no complaints. Can't stop smiling. What about yours? What your <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. From ear to ear. Okay. Nah, for real though. It's been good. No complaints at all. I feel really, really good. Um, really excited. I got a lot of things I want to kind of implement into my weekly routine starting Friday, July 1st. Mm-hmm. Me and my folks are going to really be working on fasting for the month of July as far as like trying to, no alcohol. I'm going to say I'm going to try. Like they say no alcohol. They already on it. As you can see, I already got a glass of wine. <laughs> so, I'm going to try <laughs> to not drink For the whole month? For the whole month. Well, at least until like around, it's, uh, it's probably... I'll okay. drink for the both of us. All right. Yeah. So I'm trying to not drink wine. I mean, not wine. Drink it all for the month of um, July. I'm going to start off. Um, what else did I say? I'm trying to work out more. Um, with a bottle. Out, like all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing with you. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to support you. I'm going to go drink uh, in the closet. You ain't even going to see it. I ain't going to do it in front of your face for you. Get your, okay. <laughs> What's up with you though? What's going on? How you feeling? You looking good. Blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? But yeah, I'm good, friend. This week has been, this last week has been crazy. But hey, what can you do? I can't wait for you to come to Atlanta. I always ask God, same. Same, boo. Mm-hmm. Um, very productive last week with you know the business just popping, booking still rolling in. Mm-hmm. The venue was a success. The one that That's I uh, decorated for as well. They booked the venue. So for those of you that don't know, let me just clarify that yes, I am an accountant. 
but I also own my <laughs> I also own uh, my own business, which is an event space. So the bookings are coming in. Um, she just her and her family, the bride, mm-hmm. just continued even two days after thanking me. Really, for what I did and how. I exceeded their expectations and Mm -hmm. everyone at the wedding was just talking about how beautiful the space was. So Mm -hmm. if y'all want to know what I'm talking about, go to Facebook or Instagram, mass events, look it up, Phoenix. So yeah, other than that. Okay, question. So they had the the wedding and the reception at the same place? Mm Mm-hmm. So did you were you there did you have to kind of turn it over for them or they had... oh, okay okay my baby don't. no sorry i don't do no wedding coordinating type stuff i will give you the space yeah. nice and clean i'll decorate it yeah. um all that extra yeah because again i'm on the journey of reserving time period mm-hmm. and um yeah so no i don't know nice. that was dope though at least they had it all in one spot like mm-hmm. Aww. and you know it's there for people who want to just have a small intimate wedding mm-hmm. and not blow the damn bank that was me when i had decided to get married i'm like listen we're gonna spend a couple thousand dollars that's about it what we're not gonna do we ain't we're not using credit cards for nothing we're not taking out no loans for nothing it's not even that deep so because mm-hmm. you do all of that spend all that money Everybody come have a good time. They talk about how nice it was. Oh, baby, it was this, it was that. And then they go back home to their regular lives. And then you two are stuck paying for mm-hmm. the trouble. So now I feel And then half time, you don't even get to enjoy it as a bride and groom. No, you can no. taking pictures, talking to people. Mm-hmm. A lot of brides, uh, you know, married couples will tell you, I left about my wedding sober. True. A lot of them say that they don't even really get a chance to enjoy the open bar that everybody is just partaking in. Because mm-hmm. in my sister's wedding, they had open bar. Baby, all I know is by the end of the wedding, when we were getting ready to go out, I was standing on top of the sink in the back in the uh, ladies' bathroom. What I was doing on the sink, I don't know. Yeah. But I had I discovered Moscato at her wedding. Mm. It was like Moscato or Pinot Grigio, you know, pretty yeah. much the same thing. I discovered that at her wedding, and let me tell you, I was on top of the sink, telling everybody in the bathroom how much I love them, crying. Ah! Think about it, baby. When I start crying, when those tears start falling, you know, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Oh, that was a good time. Now we had so much fun. We was on a stanky leg and mm, stanky leg. Hey, oh, we had so much fun. It was so fun. Yeah, that's probably the best wedding so far that I've been to. What's up? Anyway. So what's up? Let me turn my ringer off. Apologies. I'm getting married on the beach with no shoes. I heard that. I wanted that so bad. I wanted to do a destination wedding. Mm -hmm. Which it didn't matter anyways because we had to cancel our wedding due to COVID. But my daddy can't get no passports. So I was like... I can't get married. He would never, oh Lord, he would never let that down. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. Sure you look like it's a steak. Do you eat? I am starving. I haven't ate all day. So, anyway, what's up? Okay, so 
And one thing I want to say too, um, again, we really, really, really appreciate all of the feedback. Um, of course, we love hearing all the positive feedback, um, but even the little suggestions and, you know, recommendations and tweaks that people have thrown our way, we receive that as well. But the thing about it is, I just wanted to say this just because of things that I've heard. Yes, this is supposed to be like a conversation and you all are in on this conversation. You're listening in on our opinions and our views on certain situations, certain topics, um, just life in general is not the law is not Bible, nothing that we're saying, you have to just run with it or take it as if we think we know what we're talking about. We're only speaking from our own perspectives mm-hmm. um, and situations and experiences. Um, so I just wanted to let that make that very clear. This is just girl talk. I mean, and of course we have guys that listen too. So I don't want to exclude the guys and make it seem like, oh, it's just for women. No, because we have a lot of guys who have been listening in. Oh yeah. Um, so I appreciate they got a lot to too. say. They got a lot to say. I'm not going to call any names, but they had a lot to say and we appreciate that. But really this is just, it's like a conference. It's just a conversation between two sisters and we just are allowing you guys in. It's like a it's like a phone call and y'all on the other end with y'all phones muted basically listening in like that's exactly what it is and so I just wanted to get that out there just to let everybody know um there's no specific structure to what we're doing um it's authentic it's genuine it's supposed to be organic um we don't sit down and discuss how the breakdown of each episode is going to go because we really do think that that would take away from the authenticity of what we're trying to do so I just wanted to make that kind of clear for a few people like yeah but I, all the feedback that I've gotten from they love that they love that it is just like a conversation mm-hmm. that it feels you know the feedback that I've received it feels very organic and they love that about it well that's hey, Paul, I've had a couple people tell me like I find myself talking out loud like Yes, my, um, you know, my, my opinion on it or just like, yes, you know, like they're joining me. So I've had a lot of people say that like, girl, you had me over there. Like, blah, 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 blah. Uh They can't hear me. Like, yeah, we can't, Uh but I love that's, that's the vibe we're going for. That's the vibe we want. That's the vibe we're going for. So, um, shout out to y'all. That's all I want to say is thank you. Thank you for all of the feedback yeah anyway next okay so on father's day um i was watching um i had live streamed my pastor um and he was having a conversation um more so of course since it was father's day geared towards men and how they feel their upbringing and their fathers, how they feel that their fathers contributed to what type of fathers they are now that they have children and what type of men they are. Um, One thing, I took a few notes and one thing that stood out to me, um, he made a statement that just like generational curses are passed down, generational blessings are as well. And 
that's something that since I personally have just started my whole healing journey, um, breaking generational curses, and then also starting and creating general generational blessings, that has been like at the top of my list. Like those have been my main focuses since I've started this journey, my journey of healing, because it's so important that my children don't endure a lot of the pain and experiences, the trauma, and almost like the setbacks that I feel that I did. Um, I don't blame anyone for them. I understand when it comes to our upbringings and our parents being parents, they did the best that they could with what they had. Um, and I get that, but I feel like now our generation, we have so much more information. We have so many more tools and outlets and um, just, it's just so much out here that we can use and take in and learn from to become uh, a little more wise so that we can break some of those curses, but also give our kids the game ahead of time. You know what I mean? So that's just something that I wanted to talk about today is just touching on both the generational curses, but kind of more so focusing in on the generational blessings. I kind of feel like we all know what some of those curses are and how we want to steer away from them. But what are some blessings that we want to make sure are passed down for generations to come? And what are we doing today to make sure those are being implemented into our everyday lives, everyday routines, the conversations we're having with our children? Um, physically, what are we doing? Mentally, what are we doing? And how can we ensure that those blessings start to trickle down? Mm-hmm. I love that. So as you were speaking, um, one of the first things that came to my mind, because I'm huge, I talk to my kids about everything. Everything is always up for discussion. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you're feeling. Um, and I also am here to give them reassurance, right? And so um, a lot of times when I'm with my kids, they've heard it over and over. I just kind of drill it in their head that they were not made to fit in, but they were made to stand out. I mm -hmm. let them know several times how special they are. I truly think, I know all moms feel the same way, but I remember when I was carrying my children, um, God placed it on my heart that he had something really big in store for them, that mm -hmm. he was going to be using them in a major way. And so as um, a parent and me just wanting to be a good shepherd of the things that the Lord has blessed me with, especially my children, it is very important for me that I prepare them. Mm -hmm. It is my job as their mother to prepare them for what God has in store for them. So not only am I preparing myself in, 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 in trying to um, stay ready, because for myself, I'm always like, whenever the blessings come, I want to be ready. I'm constantly preparing myself for the next level, for the next blessing. I too um, and am doing that with my children, right? But in addition to that, what I'm trying to do for myself, like obviously finances, you know, is big for me, not just to leave my kids with money. That's not the goal. Yes, I don't want to leave them with any debt. That is the goal. But I want to mm -hmm. leave them with the tools that are necessary, with the, with the mindset that is necessary so that even when I am gone or even when that money is no longer available, 
they know what to do. They have the tools, they've been equipped, they have the armor, right? They have their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just, I can't stress that enough about just preparing our kids, mm-hmm. not just for adulthood, but for what God has in store for them. Um, because I want them to be about the Lord's business, you know, whatever that may look like. But that was my that was my first thought when you when I said that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, when I was listening and I was just, you know, writing my little notes, the first thing that came to mind for me was okay, generational blessings, um, generational wealth. Um, one thing that has really been sticking out to me that I had to learn and understand too was that me passing down generational wealth wasn't necessarily um, a monetary thing. Did I say that right? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, generational wealth is also that mental state. Were they mentally? Were they spiritually? Um, That really touched me because it's so important to me that my kids are mentally and emotionally and spiritually, like you said, equipped for the world. Like that's so important to me. And so that's, I think my main focus because I feel like what you just said, I'm putting myself in a position now so that financially my kids don't acquire any debt. That's number one. I I do pray and hope that they acquire money and investments and wealth as far as money is concerned, but I just don't want my kids to have any debt. We were just talking about this the other day, my aunt and I, how people pass away and they don't get insurance policies and their kids are scrambling around trying to figure out how to bury their parents because a lot of people look at it as, well, I won't be here to have to deal with it. So I ain't gonna worry about it. You know what I mean? And not only are they trying, are they trying to figure out how to bury their parents, they're also having to pay off homes, bill, you know, just all type of stuff. And so, no, I don't want my kids to acquire any debt, but I also just want my kids to be in a healthier mental state than I feel like I was growing up. I feel like where I am now, how I look at life, how I look at relationships. And when I say relationships, I mean with friends, family, um, not just of the opposite sex. I just arrived at that place. It took time, it took years, it took experiences, it took heartache, it took friendships failing and me being wrong, sometimes friends being wrong, sometimes me just choosing the wrong people to call friends. I know that that's going to happen and that's a part of life, but I do feel like there are some things that I can teach them to help navigate those situations a little bit better. So I think that's what's really important to me as far as passing down to my kids, like getting them to understand uh, when they're faced with adversities or when they're faced with, um, I don't know, just a problem. How are you going to handle that? What are you going to do? How are you going to react to it? Like all of that is important to me to start instilling in them now and teaching them now so that when that time does come, um, they know how to handle it a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I was muted because I was yelling at these dang kids. 
So I was just having this conversation with Asia um, two days ago because in teaching her how to be a good friend and what a good friend looks like, um, Asia doesn't have very many friends at all. And I can kind of see why. So really my job as a parent, yes, um, to correct that. So, you know, she has a friend down here right now and I love, I love her to death. She is truly like, I know her mom, they're good people. Um, but I, I, I just noticed little things for instance. Okay. They went to the movies and, um, Asia had her cash app card or whatever. Nobody else brought their money. Okay. So Asia um, paid for all their snacks and stuff. And then when she get back, she's like, yeah, I spent like 30 some dollars at the movie and I want my money back. She telling everybody, her brothers, her friends, I want, I want my money. Like, okay, she kept saying it. Like she was saying it indirectly she was just saying it loud so everybody it's not funny what it is because i can hear her saying it yeah mom that's the first mom i spent 32 dollars and 94 cents at the movies and i I want my money back they better pay me back but and she just kept saying i'm like wait a minute and the fact that she just kept saying it in that way i just had to check her out loud first of all okay I'm sure you'll get your money. I'm sure everyone's going to pay you back. But why are you going about it in that way? And specifically, I'm not even tripping off the boys. I'm more so tripping off your friend. friend. Why you can't just, I mean, what you bought her a drink and some candy? You you can't cover that? You can't cover that? Friend, okay, I'll get it this time. Next time, uh, you can just cover me. Or... Later on tonight, y'all go downstairs and just like, hey, friend, don't forget to, you know, give me those, uh, give me that money or whatever. There's a way you go about doing it. That's unacceptable. What she do bad? She came in the house. I spent 50 <laughs> You know, that's just. I am going give me my money. <laughs> and I'm like, and then her friend is here from out of town, from St. Louis. So what if she felt uncomfortable in that moment? It ain't yeah. like she could just go home. You know, she's 22 hours away. Don't you ever. I said, she the only goddamn friend you got. (laughs) You better do right by her. She the only one that wants to sit up and listen to you talk 24-7. Because she talks all day, every day. You know? Um, So I just... You know, and it's it's other little things like that, right? So then we went um, bowling (laughs) yesterday. And she didn't want pizza. I order pizza for everybody and a drink. She didn't want pizza. So she went and bought herself. So I said, okay, you can buy nachos, but you're going to use your own money. Right. So she goes, and I said, did you offer your friend any? She was like, no, but she could have some. I'm like, well, how does she know she could have some? You didn't offer her none. You know? And he, she was like, oh, okay, I will. So when she got done bowling, she was like, you want some? And she was like, yeah, you know, and you share, you know, it's just things like that. Teaching her how a lot of, a lot of adults don't even know how to be friends, real friends. What did I tell you when I was down there? When we were in the car driving to have volleyball me. Remember, I was like, I've never had a friend like you. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, like I just, I was literally crying because. I've never had a friend like you, like never. 
And not saying that my old friends were horrible friends. I just mm-hmm. don't think they knew how to be mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so I totally understand. I totally so that's understand. a blessing I'm trying to uh, pass down. Yeah. You yeah. know, just teaching yeah. her how to be a good friend. What a, what a good friend looks like. Mm, and it when you're a great friend you're gonna you know you're gonna attract that same type great of people mm-hmm. i'll be hearing all these stories from you know maybe some of my other friends and things about the way some of their friends be moving i'd be mm-hmm. like where do y'all find these people girl shut up i can't stand you <laughs> kills me where do you because find I can't, these people i cannot relate you know like truly my circle is solid it is it's it's solid and i'm and i'm beyond grateful because i know a lot of people don't have that i have five friends i feel like i could truly call sisters has Mm -hmm. it always been beautiful have have we had disagreements yes you know what i'm saying but it's truly a sisterhood we bounce back from it you know we all make mistakes sometimes we all fall short there's times when i've went about certain things the wrong way but I know how to own it. I know how to take accountability. I know how to say I'm sorry. And, and you know, it's just, and I love hard on top of that. So I'm, I'm an all in or all out type of person. For sure. Um, I got something to say to that. We were, so I was just having that conversation um, earlier this week um, with someone and I'm with, with Zoe's dad and he was just, saying how he's so thankful for his friends like mm-hmm. uh, like we talk about our accountability circle yeah that's his accountability circle and those have been his friends for years like he's not opposed to new friends despite people that know new friends think no he's not opposed to it he's just been blessed to have the same group of friends for years and he was just saying how much he appreciates the fact that when he's wrong they tell them mm-hmm. they tell him they're wrong or you know if it when it comes to parenting if, if there's things that he could do differently or that he can improve on they hold him accountable in those areas and we literally were just talking about that like that's such a blessing when you have people around you who aren't guest men and women who don't just go with what what you're doing and let you make mistakes or make a fool of yourself or just don't hold you accountable period um that's so important and the fact that you are that type of person like you are a model of a great friend and the fact that you recognize that and you know that and then you're seeing something different in her that's such a generational blessing to pass down because that's going to affect our relationships throughout life in general, whether it's friends, coworkers, what, you know what I mean? Like all of that matters. Like your relationships or your relationships with people are what get you through doors that to me, money may never be able to get you through. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just honestly how I feel your relationships, your attitude, all of that, like that can really take you places that money will never be able to, because they're, are people with money with very nasty attitudes very nasty ways and people just don't want to deal with them mm-hmm. but if you're a good person with a good soul a good spirit a good aura people cling to that and they want that around and I feel like they will they want to see people like that thrive and they will do anything in their power to make sure you do that so mm-hmm. that's amazing friend I love that yeah and then um 
I was having a conversation with my son not too long ago as well. You know, when we just, I'm very transparent with my kids. Like, okay, this is the season for this. This is the journey we're on. We're going to have to make sacrifices. And so again, it's all about kicking the game to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of blessings. And I th- and I thank God, I feel like my kids hear me. They hear me out. They take heed. They understand. I make sure they understand. I, I make sure I put it, you know, in layman's terms if need be. Um, because just like you said, when you're faced with adversity, how do you maneuver? How do, how do we, you know, resolve conflict? Um, and so I was having a conversation with my son and I was just kind of explaining to him about, you know, the journey we're on. And I asked him if he knows what, uh, reaping and sowing is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah. I was like, have you heard it before? He's like, yeah, I heard it, but I don't really know, you know? So I broke it down and I talked about, um, right now we're in the season where we're sowing and mm-hmm. I'm sowing every god darn penny I got, you know what I'm saying? Okay. We're sowing. And the beautiful thing about it, I said, let's, let's just think about a plant, you know, how does it start? It starts with one seed, right? And then what do you do? You water it, you nourish it, mm-hmm. you give it some sun, you give it some time. It takes time, but eventually that seed could turn into an apple tree. And if you do it right, that apple tree will feed you for a lifetime. Not to say there may not be seasons, right? If we think about farmers, they go through seasons where there's a drought or maybe something came through and it killed all they crop, Mm -hmm. you know, that's life. You're planting your seeds, it's growing, things are going well, but every once in a while, life is going to happen. Absolutely. And what do we do? We focus on the things we can't control. We focus on the things we can't control. I always, to this day, ask God to grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change and the courage, you know, mm-hmm. to change the things that are within my control. So, um, the more we're talking, he's like, "Yeah, I get, you know, I know my son. He he loves to listen, and he got it, you know." But I was just, it's life, bro. Like we're planting our seeds. We're gonna harvest for years and years and years to come. That tree will bear juicy fruit, you mm-hmm. know, if we do it right. And if something happens along the way, we might need to plant another seed. We might need to go ahead and dare that one to plant another one. You know, we talk about storms, how storms come, but it name me a storm that lasted forever. You know. Mm-hmm. So these are the little blessings and the little nuggets that I'm feeding them even at this age. And then on top of that, they'll, they can bear witness to their mom. They see how their mom handles adversity. You know, they see mom get up and pick herself up every day and go on about her business. With, so with that being said, you made me think of, this was something that me and you talked about. I remember before I moved to Atlanta, we were, I don't know what was going on at that point in time, but this was very similar to where we were. And we were just talking about planting seeds with people who were unable to bring us a harvest. Mm. And I think it came, it was was dealing with friendships, relationships, um, all of that. And when you were just saying it, it just made me, it kind of brought everything back full circle. It made me think about you with Asia and you trying to teach her to be a good friend. And then as you're teaching Michael about, you know, um, sowing seeds and that is just so true too. Um, It goes back to friends. 
we have to make sure that the people that we're sowing seeds with, whether it's new businesses we're starting, uh, whether it's just conversations, um, you know, whether it's you trying to help uplift and build people up, what are they bringing you back with that mm-hmm. seed that you're sowing? How are they pouring back into you? Mm-hmm. Like we have to recognize that as well. It's very important for us to make sure we're showing up for our friends and being great friends, but we have to make sure these other people are showing up for us as well. Wow. What are they bringing back? So where you're planting these seeds, are they able to bring you back a harvest? Mm-hmm. Or, or are your seeds being planted and they're not watering them? Mm-hmm. They're not making sure they're getting the light that they need. Are they not? Because that's another thing too. Um, I watch my mom with her plants. Like she talks to them. Like in hey, the morning. My mom too. She gets up and she talks to her plants, like literally like they're people. Yeah. And I realized that like you have to do that. And that's the same thing to me with your, with our friends. Um, I call you Val if I'm having a down day. What do you do? You speak life into me. We start praying together. That's that watering. Mm-hmm. That, that's the watering that's taking place to this plant that's now falling over because they're not receiving enough sunlight. But once you start speaking life into me, I start to blossom back up to my potential. And I really feel like that's important when it comes to friendships, like in relationships, like we have to make sure these people, like it's two cups and we're just going back and forth when it comes mm-hmm. into one another. So that when it's all said and done at any given time, hopefully we both still have water in our cup. Now, yours may be a little bit higher than mine, depending on the day, but I feel like in no situation ever should one's cup ever be completely empty. Oh, for sure. And I was having that conversation with Asia as well, because she likes to use the word friend so loosely. And so, um, (laughs) bless her heart. My baby loves to talk. Okay, she'll talk to anybody that's willing. Actually, she'll talk even if you're not listening. She's still gonna talk. So one day I went through her phone, and I noticed she got all these blue bubbles because she's just putting her little fingers to work. Where's the gray bubbles? They're not responding. If they are responding, it's one or two words. It's you know, Asia, you need to learn. And my son be so hip on it. He picks up the fake friend vibes so quick. And she just doesn't take heed to them. I'm like, this means they don't want to talk to you and they're not interested. Quit texting them. Go find you something to do. You don't got to beg nobody to be your friend. But you know, this last school year, she's learned a lot. And she learned and she told me herself that I was really just trying to fit in. I was trying to be somebody I'm not, you know. And she recognizes that. So going into next year, she's going to a different school. Um, She said, I just want to find somebody that, you know, we share common interests with. So I don't have to compromise myself because all her little friends from back in the day, you know, from last year, they all have boyfriends. So she called herself wanting to have a boyfriend. Girl, don't you know who your mama is? Let's sit down somewhere. Yeah. And so it's just teach, like you said, teaching them what a good friend looks like as well. Or she's been out of sleepover. Um, this girl down the street that she had been friends with since we moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the grandparents, that's actually the only place she's really stayed at. And 
the other girl had another friend over there and it was brought to my attention that they was leaving Asia out or they're whispering and it made her feel very uncomfortable. So I'm like, why didn't you just come home? You right down the street. You could have called me. She'll stay in such an uncomfortable situation just to say or feel like she has a friend or, you know, because she wants it so bad. And so I have to just continuously lift her up, let her know how beautiful she is. You should never be around people who just simply tolerate you, you Uh know. And so, again, just constantly kicking the game to these kids. We have to put them on. And I'm grateful that I'm a mom who cares. I'm a mom who's very attentive. I'm a mom who pays attention. I'm a mom. I be, I'm in your business for sure. But it's you have all, no, huh? Because you have no business. Like that. What I parents <laughs> ain't got no business. <laughs> but friend, even with even with that, right? So we can even touch on like toxic traits, right? We could touch on that topic real quick too. Mm-hmm. Um, toxic traits that we learned as a child, whether it was intentional or unintentional that we're mm-hmm. trying to do better, they do have business friend because these kids now these days are faced with so much when they leave this door, when they leave mm-hmm. the safety of these four walls that we've given them. They truly are the, the it's just, it's, it's different. These kids are different. Like they are, they do, they have a whole life outside of these four, <laughs> four doors. And their lives are so different from yeah what we had, like, the world is so different now. The world is, yeah. It's like, it's it's scary sometimes mm-hmm. when I think about it. I try not to think too deeply into it because I don't really, I don't like, I don't feel like we had to worry about the things that they have to worry about as much now. Things were going on, don't get me wrong, but yeah, they're literally, like you said, as soon as they walk out that door, the shit that's going on in the world now is right there. Yeah. Right out the door. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the side, it's on the sidewalk it's at the bus stop it's on the bus it's at the school like as soon as they get there whereas I feel like it was in pockets when we were growing up for sure you just knew the kind of who to kind of steer clear from who was doing what but now it's just like everywhere and so Asia faced <sighs> it um like with bullying things you know back in the day once you left school the bullying stopped but now these days you come home, you have a phone, the bullying continues, whether it's through text message, whether, it, and when I say they was reaching out to her on Google Duo, Duo? Google, we're sending her messages on Google Duo, like they're using whatever avenue to continue the harassment and the bullying, you know? And so it doesn't just stop at school like it did back in the day. We, we, you know, if you had to experience bullying back in the day, yes, you were anxious before you got to school, mm-hmm. you, you know, but the moment you stepped home, it was like you could breathe and they can't even do that anymore. That is now that right there is what's true. And that's what saddens me because if you're not talking to your kids, if you're not having conversations with them, these kids are coming home and they're still uncomfortable. They're still not at peace. Like that hurts my heart mm-hmm. for kids to come home and still have to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in their own home and afraid to go to school the next day or afraid. I don't know. Like that's just so much. It's so much. I hate it. 
And so that's again why it's important that we not just talk about the generational curses, but we talk about the generational generational blessings. And the big part of that is truly just preparing our kids because they are facing more than what we had to face. And so by the time they become adults, they're facing a lot more now as kids. So as they become adults, it's going to be um, a little more difficult. It can be if they if they're not equipped with the tools that they have for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this before. I'm not sure if this was just me and you, um, or if it was you know if we talked about it on here. But um, again, this is not to point the finger at our parents because they again did the best that they could with the tools that they had. But I felt like now we're able to dig a little bit deeper. We're able to, like you said, they do have business and we're able to get in their business. We're able to know a little bit more what's going on. Uh, Our lives are equipped with the options to work from home and be business owners and entrepreneurs. So when those kids come home, we're home. We're picking them up from school. We're opening up the front door when they walk in, like uh-huh. they're getting off the bus. So we're, we're, we can be a lot more intentional than uh-huh. I feel like our parents were able to. Um, I'll just use myself as an example. My mom worked literally eight to five. Uh-huh. So majority of the time I'm getting on a bus or getting dropped off at school or whatever on her way to work. Um, I'm getting home before she, you know, she's off from work. By the time she gets home, and if she's getting off at five o'clock, may take her about 30 to 40 minutes to get home, depending on traffic. She's home. She's going to cook possibly. I don't know what kind of day she, she's had. She's going to unwind. By the time she finished doing all of that, we are getting ready for the next day. So I don't really feel like she, I'm not going to say she wasn't able because everyone's able to be intentional in whatever way that looks like. But at the same time, I feel like because of what our lives were back then, they didn't have, they just, yep. it wasn't a thought. Like they just figured we were good. Y'all go to school. Like that's the part of the plan. Like I get up and go to work. You get up and go to school. You come home. And if you feel in some kind of way, you tell me. But if you don't say nothing, how do I know it's a problem? Right. You know what I mean? Like I kind of feel like that was the whole, and I'm not just speaking for myself, just different people have shared um, similar stories with me just as far as like, yeah, I don't really remember my parents too much prying into my life and what was really going on with me because we all had a role in our family. Like we all had expectations. My parents, the expectation in their role was to get up and go to work, pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Our expectation and role was to get up, go to school, make sure you make the grades you're supposed to make. You come home, you clean the house, you take the chicken out before I get home. So when I get home, I can cook. You know what I mean? Whereas now we are able to, okay, how was school? Well, what happened today? Mm-hmm. I checked whatever system it is that you can go online for your child and see, well, I see that you got a C now in Spanish, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're able to be a lot more intentional and pry a lot more and have that time to really sit down and figure out what's going on. How are you mentally? How are you emotionally? Give me your phone. Like, I know I'm that parent. I'm like you said, I'm, I'm going through text messages. I'm asking questions. Who is so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened on Tuesday, May 6th? Because you reacted this way. Like what was going on? Something was said and the conversation isn't adding up. Did you delete something? Did something happen at school? Like, I'm really trying to get in your business and figure out what's going on because 
I want to take preventative measures. Mm-hmm. I want to prevent things such as self-harm, um, mm-hmm. bullying, uh, you know what I mean? Drug abuse, mm-hmm. like all of these different things. You turn into sex because mm-hmm. for whatever, like these are all real things that we have mm-hmm. to deal with. So it's like, I want to be in your business as much as I can because I want to figure out what's going on with you and what do I need to do as your mom to help you? Mm -hmm. Because maybe you're not going to speak up. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're embarrassed. Like there's so many different reasons why I feel like children don't always necessarily speak up and why we have to kind of pull it out of them. And we just have to make sure we're present. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be present in order to be able to do that. Yeah. And we just have to make sure that we're providing that environment where they mm-hmm. feel comfortable. A safe space, for sure. Where they feel comfortable coming to us. Um, so like, if we think about some of the things that our parents did, and again, this isn't any knock to them and oh. what we're doing differently, right? Um Let's just let's just touch on the topic real quick. And I know we've previously discussed some of these things, but let's just for our listeners um, to get it. So, for example, growing up, a lot of times we've all heard you're to be seen and not be heard. Mm-hmm. That can be very toxic, and that could feed that generational curse, right? Um, and so that's why I make it a point in letting my kids know that I need to hear you. I need to know what's going on. Come talk to me. I don't just want to see you. I want to hear. I want to know what's happening in that little mind. Not being so quick to whoop somebody. (laughs) Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But let's Mm -hmm. figure it out. Like you used to say, let's figure it out. Why? Okay. Your grades are dropping. You might get a whooping the first time, but if, if there's no improvement, we have to do our jobs as parents and figure out why. What tools do you need? Do you need tutoring? Cause I'm going to be honest. You might not even get a whooping the first time because maybe the first time is the fact that you needed extra help and I just wasn't helping you the way I need, you know what I mean? Like, so I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But I think it's like you said, it goes back to, it's just like, okay, so why we stress the fact that, oh, this isn't, you know, this is not to put anyone down. This, this, This is not an attack on our parents. All we're saying is the whole point of passing down generational blessings is because we're supposed to learn from the previous generation. So we're learning things that may not have been the best tactics or the best um, parenting skills that, you know, we needed at that time. So, okay, we know that we see that and we understand that. So we're just doing differently Mm -hmm. to pass down better generational blessings. That's it. Yep. Yep. Well said. That's it. Yes. Uh, I wanted to read this though because the notes that I took, like, 
They made me think of a few other things. Okay, so I'm gonna just read the whole thing. Just like generational curses are passed down, generational blessings are as well. What you do today, you just spoke about this. <laughs> That's crazy, I didn't even read this. What you do today, the seeds you sow and the foundation you're creating now is a generational blessing. Um, what legacy are you creating? Is it of substance? Will it help to create generational change, wealth, and blessings? So this was more of a personal note at the bottom. So I'll kind of change it. I wrote, speak to your son's greatness. Speak life into them in their future. And I'm, it, was, it says sons because both of those guys had sons and it was a Father's Day. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, it was a Father's Day thing. However, speak to your children's greatness speak life into them and their future um my pastor mentioned that his father he was like one thing that he learned from his father that others may look at and say hmm that wasn't really anything that a lesson that I would have learned but his father was sitting down he had his cigarette and he had a drink and he told my pastor like you won't sit and just do this with nothing else going on. Like you're going to be great. You're going to do great things. You're going to, like he just starts, and my pastor said, looking back on it, he always felt like at that moment in time, his father was speaking life into him mm -hmm. because he was saying, you're, you're great. You're going to be great. You're going to do great things. Mm -hmm. He said he didn't look at it from a perspective of do as I say and not as I do. He said, no, I looked at it as he was in a situation, you know, he had his own thing that he was going through and whatever the case was with that. However, he still was able to speak life into me and let me know that I was great. He was like, those words sat with me and it made me think like, yeah, I see what he's saying because that could have went one or two ways. He could have mm -hmm. turned it around and been like, get out of here why are you looking at what I'm doing go sit your way down somewhere you know what I mean like because we all know when people start drinking and smoking their reactions can go one or two ways mm -hmm. and so to me the fact that he wasn't cursing at him he didn't tell him to go mind his business he didn't tell him to go on somewhere he didn't put him down because that does happen too mm -hmm. I've had people share with me where their parents have taught them things that I couldn't even imagine hearing myself when I was growing up or even telling my kids so I say all of that to say, like, the fact that his dad was going through that, but he still saw that as an opportunity to speak life into his son, that's big to me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like, like my pastor said, that just stuck with him. And he always remembered that. And he always, like, set and manifested on those words. I'm mm -hmm. going to be great. I'm going to do great things. He manifested on that. And look at though his father wasn't at his greatest. Although he was, how oh, what you're admirable looking. is that though? Yeah. To not be at your great, greatest and still be able to do that for you. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's that love. Like mm -hmm. that's what, that to me, that's a true parent. That's why I say we do not put down our parents because they may not have been in their best state. <sighs> even though what you just said he was not at his greatest point he still gave his son life he still spoke life into his future like he I just think that's amazing 
like that to me that was very admirable for his dad like because who knows what he was going through like we don't know what his past was like what his childhood was like why was he sitting there just drinking and smoking to me don't get me wrong we all drink socially but I do feel like a lot of the times when people just sit by themselves and just have drink after drink and smoke after smoke and you're just by yourself that's typically because you're trying to to numb some pain you're trying to numb something that's there so clearly his dad was trying to numb something and he didn't have a way of expressing it so I don't know yeah that's so important to me I think that just Uh I don't know speaking life into these kids speaking life into them constantly letting them know like you said just telling Asia how beautiful she is letting her know how special she is, letting her know that it's important for her to be places where she's appreciated uh-huh. and not just tolerated. Uh-huh. I feel like we can, we need to take that in even as adults. I feel like as uh-huh. adults, we find ourselves in situations where people just are tolerating us. Uh-huh. They don't really want to be bothered. Uh-huh. And we know that. Yeah. But yet we still, I don't know. So I do want to touch on um, just the wealth side of things because that's on my my vision board, you know, generational wealth um, as well. That's very, it, you know, with me taking on this journey, I'm, I'm so grateful that my kids are still kind of young so they can grow up. They're going to get a lot of game, you know, from now to the time they're ready to leave and take on this world by themselves. But I talk to my kids about all the different options. There's no reason why you shouldn't succeed. You ha- There's so many avenues that you could take. If you don't want to go to college, that's fine. I'm not the one to force my kids to go to college um, and to take the traditional route. Now, Asia does. She has uh, very big dreams on, a, on um, attending a HBCU. But Michael, tell me straight up, Mom. He ain't going. I ain't going. He said, I thought about it. He's like, but then I realized I just wanted to go to like hang out at the dorms and to like socialize. Okay, you know what? I'm not for the play. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know now. Thank you for right. telling me. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to waste your money like that, mom. Appreciate it. Thank you, son. You know, but I'm trying to help him discover what it is um, that he's gifted in. And I have my idea of what he's gifted in. Um, but you- I want, and I try to, expose him to different things to help him figure it out but um ownership is big for me and I'm really trying to put my kids in that mindset now Mm -hmm. of ownership Mm -hmm. yes go work go get that experience you need that you need to work for somebody else you need that but I really want your ultimate goal to be ownership for sure you know, and just talking about the importance of that and um, saving money. You know, that's why I got them the little cash app cards where I can easily, you know, they'll get paid if they out at the event space mm-hmm. working with me or whatever, but just talking about budgeting money. The money be burning hauling these dang kids. You don't need that. Put it back. <laughs> you know, no. Discipline. Girl, why are our kids asking for Starbucks? When we was kids, we couldn't drink no coffee. First of all, asking for a cup of coffee was like you asked to smoke crack. Like, oh, shut up. <laughs> like, what? 
Kids don't drink coffee. Okay, like what's in there? Girl, our kids are spoiled. <laughs> Do you hear me? They're I, I love it. I'm not gonna lie. It's just about finding that balance. But I must say, I am glad that they are exposed to different uh-huh. things because now me as an adult, I was just having this conversation too with someone. We were just talking about this on Friday. How? A lot of times the things that we see on social media, the people our age that we see, like how when when they're like so indulged in material things, like like it's showing who they are, like that they they've arrived if they have this or this or that. Don't get me wrong, super duper nice. So like that's a great thing if you can purchase those things, if that's what makes you happy. If buying a you know, 10 Gucci bags or Chanel bags or Prada shoes or whatever. If that's what makes you happy, I'm not knocking it at all. I'm not against it at all. I'm not saying don't buy nice things for yourself. But what I am saying is when you have to have those things to feel like you've reached a certain level or something like, yes, like that's what validates you to feel like you're the who's who. Uh, We were having this conversation on Friday and we were just saying like how we were fortunate enough to where we were able to get, you know, back in a, in our day, getting the Jordans on Saturdays when they came out, like that was a thing. We were fortunate enough to be able to go get those, you know, to go get Jordans on Saturdays. Like that was a thing for us. So what I mean by that is we've experienced being able to have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And not necessarily go without. So being that we experienced that when we were younger, now that we are in better places as adults, those things don't really fascinate us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we ain't necessarily out here in a rush to go and buy those certain things. So that's why I say when it comes to my kids, I'm glad that they're certain, experiencing certain things in life so that once they do become adults, they've already been exposed. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily feeling like, oh, I ain't never had this before. Like, I think that's my biggest fear. I would never want my kids to be out with one of their friends or something. And they like, I ain't never ate a steak before. Or <laughs> 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 they be like, I want my kids to be that person that says salmon. It's salmon. Like, and I'm I'm sorry. If, you listen, <laughs> if y'all say salmon, stop saying it. Because it's not the way, like, this is just not what, that's just not it. Like, don't do that. I don't want them to be my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want them to just experience yeah. life. Like, I want you to be able to say when I go out, we talk about this all the time, Val. You don't have to order off the kids' menu. Why? So we can leave and you still hungry? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't afford for you to go and actually try calamari or, mm-hmm. you know, try the surf and turf. If I can't afford it, we're not going. Because mm-hmm. there are times when mama can't afford it and we're not going. hmm so when I can, I want y'all to experience these things now so that as you get older and when you, if you choose to go to college or you're in these business meetings or you're going to these business dinners or business lunches, you're not sitting like a fish out of water, not knowing what's going on around you. You've mm-hmm. already been experienced and, and privy to a lot of these different terms, uh, neighborhoods. Like that's another thing that's big for me, taking my children through million dollar neighborhoods, letting them see yeah. Like to have a million dollar home, to have a mansion. Um, not again, it's not about material things, but it is also to let them know and see like this is within your reach. These are things that you can have. Like mm-hmm. 
you can have this just as well as the mm-hmm. next person does. Like it takes hard work. It takes, takes dedication, but I want you to see it now so that as you get older, if that is a goal or a dream of yours, you know what you need to do to obtain it. Yeah. So like a really big goal of mine is to take my kids around the world. Like I'm not too caught up. None of, you know, me nor my kids, we not like caught up on like all these name brand things, but um, it's experience for me. And I really want to expose them to life outside of our town, you mm-hmm. know, to different cultures. I think that brings a certain level of appreciation in itself, mm-hmm. you know, gratitude for the things you have once we start traveling to certain countries and they stand. Um, but that's another reason why I, it like you said, it takes hard work, it takes dedication, it takes sacrifice, it takes self-discipline. self-discipline. So like when we talk about, you know, when I was saying I had got the cash app cards for them, um, budgeting is so important. We didn't get that growing up. I no. mean, I fucked my credit score all up and then had to rebuild. And I don't want them to have to go through that, right? So if I'm educating you now on why why we you know we've talked about this before i don't have it right now and it does and the buck doesn't stop there it it doesn't stop with just the no i i we're not getting it you know you ask for something it doesn't stop with the no it's a no because mom doesn't have it right now you want to know why i don't have it right now come pull up a chair let's go through these bills and i and i show my kids that look this is how much money came in all right you know that uh that light bill that high ass light bill because you want to be leaving your LED lights on all day, all night. All, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's how much this, the light bill is. So we mm-hmm. need to go ahead and deduct that. This is what this bill is. And then they're left with the bottom line. Okay. This is what's left after all bills are paid. Now we still got to go get groceries. Now we still got to get gas mm-hmm. for the rest of the week or for the next two weeks. So this is why we can't do that right now groceries gas and then we the the goal too is if you can put a little something to the side like you know what I mean because what if something what if you get a, yeah. a flat tire like saving for a rainy day saving for a rainy day yeah that's so true you know what that made me think about friend like what you just said as far as teaching them finances teaching them money management yeah uh, that's so important because I think about I probably only shared this story with maybe two people, maybe three, maybe three. I'm say three at the most. I'm going to go ahead and just share with y'all. We, you know, we, we try to be real transparent and real here. So my first apartment, right? I was what, 19? I was 19, 18, 19, like I, I was 19, I think, my first apartment. Thought I was doing it. Real nice apartment in U City. Nice neighbor. Oh my God. I thought, I just really thought I was doing something, right? How you think you're doing something, but you don't pay your, was it my gas bill? I ain't pay my gas bill. In my mind, because no one sat down and told me, like, and again, I would take some responsibility for this because I had a kid. I was ready to be grown. I wasn't liking what my mom was saying to me. So I felt like, oh, I don't like what she's talking about. I'm about to go. And I hurried up and I left out her house. So maybe I didn't give her a chance to be able to sit down and and have that talk with me. I don't know because I left just so abruptly. However, I'm out on my own. Um, In my mind, I'm this ignorant. This is why I don't want my kids to just get up and leave um, without us having these conversations. Girl, I'm like, 
What'll pay my gas bill for? Um, I'm not like it's summertime. It's hot outside. <laughs> that shows you how dinky I am too. I'm like, it's hot outside. You're right. I ain't no heat. Like I only got my like I knew that much like gas heat okay boom I'm cool so every time I was seeing Laclee gas Laclee gas girl I was throwing that bill in the, I, I every time I saw Laclee gas and like, I was going in the trash why do y'all keep sending me stuff like I don't need this right now <laughs> <laughs> baby when I say one day I went in there to take a shower and you know when the gas get cut off. I know. You know, at first it give you the last little bit from out out the so tank. Out the so tank. That part was warm. So I'm okay. Think nothing. I turn it on. Girls got to show. Oh, I screamed so loud. I'm like, ah, it's cold. It's so cold. I remember calling Zoe dad like, my gas. My I ain't say my gas at that time. I'm like, my water cold. So he like, not understand. Like, what? What's well? You paid your gas bill, right? I'm like, no, I ain't have one. He's like, what you mean? You it's all electric? I was like, no, I got electric and gas. Well, God damn it, you had a gas bill. <laughs> I'm like, I did. <laughs> he like, the hell you been doing? I'm like, oh, like, oh that's what those yeah. pieces of papers were for? Then I just- Girl, I must have called them and- and it what my what's crazy is my gas it wasn't expensive like I was able to take care yeah, of it it, know, was, it was summertime it was summertime so it wasn't expensive it was just the fact that it it was shit I was due to non-payment like you just yeah. weren't paying it ma'am for us I had to pay that gas bill and I they probably know. had to come out a day or two later it ain't like they could just hit a switch no, on the computer they hit a switch yeah. and I remember at that point in time it always stuck with like that traumatic experience <laughs> You make me pay that damn gas bill. That stuck with me. Not even to make sure I pay my gas bill, but that stuck with me to say. Because at that time, I only had Nick. So it stuck with me like, okay, I'm going to teach Dominic about bills. I just knew like that told me like sit down with him and explain. Like even back then, even though I didn't have the mental capacity that I have now, I had that much sense to say, I'm going because I don't thank god i never experienced that as a kid mm-hmm. like, i never experienced growing up and the water was off or the heat was off or the electric was off or i didn't again praise god shout out to you mama because i know that that's very normal like people went through that i, I had people almost to school with who experienced that i just thank god i didn't have to so it was like okay how the heck i wait so i'm 19 years old to don't not have hot water like it just didn't make sense to me so that was something that always stood out to me like oh make sure you teach your kids about paying bills and finances and looking at your bills and what bills you're accumulating too like that's mm-hmm. another thing too like we all know that we have our main household bills but it's so important don't go out here getting a bunch of credit cards don't apply for a bunch of credit cards like I have a car, know what an interest rate is, know what HR means. Remember, I told you, I just honestly, when I started applying for credit cards this year, like I've only ever had one credit card in my life. And the first time I got it, I ran it up because I didn't know anything about it. So once that, okay, that was done, I never got a credit card again. I was just afraid of it. So I just got two credit cards this year. And a lot of them, first thing I was looking at was the APR. Like that stood out to me. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I'm 32 years old and I'm just now 
tripping off of that. Mm-hmm. That's so important. I had a friend now who told me. A fixed interest rate and an APR interest rate, baby. That ain't, that might get you in trouble. Don't go to buy no car with a 20%. Don't don't you dare. Don't you bet not ever go get no damn title loan. No. Come on. No payday loans. No payday loans. None of that. Girl, you giving them people your check right back, okay? Girl, times two. Like, I had friends who told me, though, like, when they were of a certain age, like, I have one friend in particular, her mom literally was like, go apply for this, 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 no, two people I know, their moms were like, go apply for this, 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 like, all these different cards, just because they were sending them things in the mail. That's horrible. Why would you, Mm -hmm. but again, parents now, like if you're doing right by your credit and you have good credit, put your kids on your card as authorized representative. Talk about that all the time. By the time they come up out of high school, they can already have an 800 score. Already something close. At least a 700. At least something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at least a 700 plus. That's so important. Like, yes. let's, 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 let's say that again. If you are an established parent, if you, if your credit is in a good place right now, if you have credit cards, if you are in a great financial space to where you know that you're going to be able to stay on top of your bills, you're going to be able to stay on top of your credit card payments, um, you know, you're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck. And what I mean by that is every single dollar and cent from your paycheck is going to pay your bills. If that's where you are, wait a minute. And that's fine if that's where you are. But just wait a second. Wait until you get to a better place. But if you're in a better place to where you are able to get these credit cards and you're able to pay them on before time, you're putting more, whatever, add your children to your credit cards as Mm -hmm. authorized users right now to help build their credit, to help ensure that when they do go off and move out on their own whether it's because they didn't graduate college or whatever the case may be we're already setting them up for success mm-hmm. versus setting them up to fail because I'm pretty sure majority of, majority of us when we left the house our credit scores went down like we already didn't have one that's number one right go out here and we jack it up like and we already don't have money like I feel like we step into the real world broke already you know what I'm saying as it is so yeah that's that's a generational blessing baby setting these kids up where they out here with 700 plus credit scores at 17 18 years old and don't forget the mindset so they don't go and mess up everything you work so hard and intentional for make sure they know how to go and be good stewards of what you bless them with what God has blessed them with yes that doesn't (laughs) girl it just made me think now don't go put your uh light bill in your kid's name baby because my i've had back in the day my brother had an electric bill i think it was my daddy girl it was my daddy and i had a cable bill so i went i went to go once i moved out you know i went to go get me some cable baby they was like oh i owe such and such amount excuse me i'm only 18 right it's my first time it was a bill. 10 years ago, I was six. Huh? Back then, it must have been different. Like, it must have been different. Yeah, girl, back then. I'm sure some of our listeners might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Girl, yes. 
because he couldn't get in in his own. And my brother it happened to my oh, brother. Too. My he man. had an electric bill in his name. Like, and I'm cool. <laughs> you know, this ain't my. <laughs> I'm two years old. Stop playing with me. Ain't nobody ever play with me like this. <laughs> well, Randy was out there wilding. Boy, chill out. Don't be doing that. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. It is messed up. Y'all two years old and y'all got a $500 key gas bill. Stop. <laughs> no, we leaving trying to cut on our cut our bills on once we come uh, become adults and shit and we can't even do that. That's I gotta tell them that my daddy. That was my daddy. Man, how they go? Then, then the thing about it, be too. They don't be wanting to hear that type of stuff. I'm sure. So now you got. Hey, I mean, what can you say? Like, yeah. there's no denying it. Yeah, go ahead and get that up off my name. We're playing, That's crazy. That's girl. Crazy. So this made me think of a post that I shared the other day where we just talked about how, you know, fortunate our children are. And that's the goal. And I always tell them, I want you to do better than me. You know, mm-hmm. don't do, don't, don't be like mom, you know, um, you will do better. Hell, you will. But um, I came across this post. Let me just read it real quick. Cause I was cracking up and it is a true story. I had to tag my brothers. It said growing up black, when we went to an amusement park, we did not, this is in all caps, did not eat in the park. Y'all, she's like, y'all didn't hear me. We did not eat in the park. Them aunties made a bunch of chicken the night before, sandwiches in the cooler, chips and drinks. We had a meet, uh, a meet time. Mm-hmm. We had a meet time to all bring our asses out the park, get your hand stamped and meet in the parking lot and line up for lunch. These kids got it good. To this day, I eat cold ass chicken. She said, Disney 2022, these great grands gonna learn next month. And I was like, you showing the hell right. We used to go to a music Yeah, we all, when I was younger, we always packed a cooler. It had smashed sandwiches and chips <laughs> and Capri Suns. But I don't think I've ever done that with my kids. We went to the amusement park. We always ate in the park with them kids. So the next time, Girl, my kids gonna be looking at me like, what the hell is going on? I'm finna go do that this weekend with Zoe. I think I'm gonna just because I'm gonna pack some sandwiches. Just and have because, yeah. You finna see how it was when I was growing up. No, friend. I mean, there was ice in there, so it was so cold, but you know, I was like, but those were the best times if you think about it. Those were the best times. With your like, cousins, y'all in the parking lot, clowning. Yep. Now, we also, for my family, okay, so we always go to Six Flags as a family, right? But in St. Louis and Six Flags, you know, it was a Ponderosa, literally like a few minutes right down the street from it. So what my family always did was they always got chicken from Ponderosa. We had the sandwiches. My granny always made up, like, one thing my granny famous for is making up a fruit salad. So mm-hmm. she gonna cut up pineapples, watermelon, everything, grapes. You gonna have all of that, and she gonna make a big fruit salad. So she will always make the fruit salad so we had fruit. We would have our juices, the little rainbow juices. Y'all remember those? Mm-hmm. The kind that you just poke your finger in or your tongue, and now you're uh-huh. drinking with your teeth. Those was the ones we had. We had our Ponderosa chicken, and we would have some sandwiches, and like you said, and chips. The only thing I think we were probably able to get out of the amusement park was like funnel cakes, but you didn't get I your own. Yeah, you sharing. It was sharing. Like 
we didn't get you didn't get individual stuff and it's so crazy that you say that because I think about how even when I didn't have it but me taking my kids somewhere and probably not paying a certain bill at that time just to be able to take them somewhere and we eating here we're drinking here um you know what I'm saying it's like I'll be leaving it in my head the the math is mathing like I think about that like how and it's like wow why did I get away from that though you know what I mean like why was it so big for me to to feel like when I didn't have it let them experience something that really I wasn't in a place to let them experience Mm -hmm. because that same tradition that same way of life would have been just as pleasurable for them Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because kids don't care about that type of stuff really until you start introducing them to that but if you don't introduce them to that how can they miss something feel like they're missing out on something for real girl now because i see everybody else doing it and it's good to teach our kids how to improvise how to make a lot out of a little bit of nothing you know like we're gonna go we're gonna have a good time but we also gonna save and we will be just fine it's gonna all work out just fine but now girl i try to do that i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it one day i'm gonna do it too i told you i'm about to now my kids gonna be looking at me like what the hell is going on are we broke broke? mom did you lose your job mom is everything okay do you need me to help like she was like right oh, yeah are you tubing to help you girl, <laughs> <this show." laughs> girl go sit down and eat this damn sandwich okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> i would be so mad i'm like we're gonna stop at texas roadhouse on the way home <laughs> right <laughs> now i'm mad because you playing with me <laughs> you're trying to play me like i'm so you're trying to play me like i'm so broke yeah <laughs> i was just trying to teach you a lesson <laughs> I had so many comments up under there like yep yep everybody know exactly what I'm talking about girl hold on wait what about this though remember as kids okay two things whenever y'all like family cookouts right we couldn't get chicken as kids. Like majority of the time, we hot dogs and hamburgers. Like, Everybody Now I ain't gonna count. Okay, I was a little more, little more privileged, so we mm-hmm. could. But I, I've experienced going to other people's homes and their cookouts. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like, I don't want chicken. chicken. Kids don't get chicken. They would be yelling. I was like, Why are you so upset? Like, why can't we get chicken? Like, I was used to. We got, you know what I'm saying? Like we were able to do everything. Girl, now these people was, I I would never forget. I took Dominic to a birthday party and it was a barbecue and he wanted some chicken and the mom was like, now the kids getting hot dogs and the hot dogs weren't even off the grill. They were in a pot. They were like, boy. And I was like, oh, he doesn't eat boy. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't eat though. (laughs) Like. I would just never forget like it's just so crazy though how that it was just like it was so different like it was just so freaking different like I remember girl we definitely had cookouts like that the kids had hot dogs and hamburgers the adults would get like the chicken chicken or ribs yep Mm mm-hmm 
girl, not my, not now these days. My kids are like, what y'all want to eat? Crab legs? Crab legs. Like I failed. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay. Why are we not getting no damn crab legs? Okay. My kids okay. don't even, they don't even like sandwiches. And I'm like, I've, I've, no, this isn't okay. So again, we've talked about it before, trying to find that healthy balance. Oh. Yes, we want our children to have more than we did, but experience some struggle is good too. I'm all about them experiencing some struggle. Uh, but, girl, these kids. Are so funny. It is. So, I think to just bring everything back full circle, the yeah. whole point of all of this is just for one, we acknowledge not even just generational curses, we just acknowledge the struggle the hard work that our parents put in, again, it's never to, to down them or to take away from what they did because they did the best that they could with the tools that they had. And I do appreciate a lot of the things that they did have, such as the kids get hot dogs and hamburgers. And the, because to me, it just still, it still to me provided that sense of understanding that they were all in a place where a lot of people weren't fortunate to be able to provide a certain level of life mm-hmm. across the board. And so it had to be balanced out that way. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that because whether I experienced it directly or indirectly, it still taught me and it still made me think for like now, okay, what are some things that I can start to implement, even if we're not necessarily at that level, but how can I still implement that into our lives now to show my children that everything's not handed to you? Mm-hmm. you know? Like, there are things you need to work for. Like, this is not coming easy to me. I don't, I don't care how easy it may look, because sometimes that's another thing. I even, I, I can attest to this as a child. I know, I feel like some things... I, what my mom did to me, I just thought that was what she was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't necessarily appreciating the hard work. You know what I mean? I wasn't necessarily appreciating the sacrifices that were in place. And so I just think to bring it back full circle, it's not just about the generational curses, but it's about us implementing those generational blessings. What can we teach our children when it comes to money, finances, mental health, mm-hmm. spiritual relationship with God? relationships with people friendships what type of people we are your your character like yeah all of that that's all generational blessings yeah and I feel like that should really be the goal for us as parents even those who don't have children take heed and soak all of this in so that once you do start having kids you're already cutting off those generational curses at the Mm -hmm. door like they're not even getting started and then you're having to midway in change some of that up mm-hmm. no you at the door are given the tools and the gems that you need to start start giving these blessings off mm-hmm. molding these children to where they are great there is some we're great but they're going to be so much better than us mm-hmm. like they are our future literally and we need them to be great we need to prepare them and build them up for success like we need to make sure when they leave our homes there is mentally emotionally physically and spiritually stable as can be mm-hmm. like they're not walking into a life of debt they're walking into a life of abundance a life yeah. of, of of blessings a life of 
wealth and wealth again not just money not just monetary yeah I just want that to be the goal for all of us and I just want that to be the focus um Mm -hmm. for all of us because that's really truly what matters I feel like that's our greatest goal here on earth is just to make sure we're preparing generations to come for sure so before we wrap up um let's just pay homage to our moms or our parents our moms and our dads and let's just say one thing one blessing that was given to us as a child that we are taking and doing the same for our kids okay i'll let you go first um i would say the biggest there's two two of the biggest blessings that i've learned as a child and that was instilled in me as a child is that i'm doing with my same children um is love Mm. though we experienced a lot of struggle we experienced a lot of love um and the importance of sticking together as a family I've said it several times, me and my siblings, you couldn't get any closer. Mm, we are extremely close. And that is all because of my mom and the way she raised us. When I hear how some of these families be out here funking, how such and such ain't talking to her sister or brother and ain't talked to him, I, I cannot relate. I don't get it. I don't, mm-hmm. we don't have those issues where we're extremely close. And then, um, Two, work ethic. When I say mm. my mama was a hustler and worked until this day, she works her ass off. She can't help it. It's in her. And she has instilled all, she has instilled that into all her children. We all work hard and we all do what's necessary to make sure shit is taken care of at the end of the day. So thank you, mom. I'm definitely um, trying to do the same thing with my kids. I love on them constantly. I talk to them all the time about the importance of being there for one another, being responsible for one another. Um, You don't got nobody, you know, ain't nobody going to have your back like your sister, your brother. Like I I drill that in their head that they have an obligation to one another and they see how me and my brothers are so i just pray that as they grow older they'll always have each other to lean on and they see how hard i go and i just pray that they take heed and know that once they've reached their adulthood and it's time for them to leave that they too go hard and they go after everything they want in life and at the end of the day you do what you gotta do to make sure shit is getting handled so I like that. You? That was real. Um, I liked it though. That was really real. I, I love the part about y'all relationship. I, I see you all's relationship when it comes to you and your siblings, and I love that. And I I admire it so much that I use that as my blueprint for my children. Because yes, I do have a sister, but by the time you know I was aware of all everything my parents were already divorced so we weren't in the same household you know what I mean it was just a little bit different so we weren't really even able to have that same those same relationships like you all have so I tip I really do use you all as like the blueprint for how I want my children to be Mm -hmm. y'all are just so close and that's so important to me because I really want my kids to know that if y'all don't have anybody else as you all 
go through life together, you have each other. Like, mm-hmm. please remember that. Like, you, you're going to always have your brother. You're going to always have your sister. So I'll, that's one thing I have to say. Hats off to your mom for that because I love you all's relationship. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, but for me, I would say for my mom, it was like, I have to give her her props. Like, oh my gosh, I am the mother that I am today because of her. Like, if my mama didn't do nothing else, baby, she put me first. Like, mm-hmm. even at times where she didn't even know she was putting me first, she always placed me first. Like, she always made sure I was a priority. She always made sure that whatever she did, I benefited from it. Like, and what I mean by that is, I just always felt like she just always made sure I was good. You know what I mean? Like she was just always a a mom, no matter what she was going through. I really do feel like she always tried her best to just show up, show up in a sense of me, just always make me knowing like she was a great mom. Like she cared. I know my mom cared for me. I know she loved me, period. I would never have to question it. I would never have to question, did she love me? How did she like, no, I know she loved me. So I do feel like the mom that I am, how when it comes to um, before my kids go places, like making sure their bags are packed to a T, like you have pajamas, you have underwear, you have extra underwear, just in case something was to happen. Like that's how intentional she was when it comes to things like Mm -hmm. that, whenever I left the house. And I learned, I, I did learn that. So I'm really big on that. Not letting me go a lot of different places. I'm the same with my kids now. Mm-hmm. I'm not so free to just be like, oh yeah, you could go spend a night and mm-hmm. she having that. She was really big on who's all over there. Do they have brother? Mm-hmm. Do is it a daddy? Is it an uncle? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was really big. So it's like that. I I caught on. So when I started having kids, like whether it's with Nick or it's Zoe, I still am big on who all over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. So I really don't let my kids go too many places because I learned it from her. Um, I will definitely say to her work ethic, like you said, my I didn't see a mom who was at home on her on her butt just collecting a check. Not really. No, my mama got out there and she worked, whether she wanted to be there or not, whether it was a company that was appreciating her or not. She showed up. She did what she needed to do to be able to make sure she took care of her family. And so I definitely learned that from her. Um, I would say as far as my dad is concerned, my dad definitely taught me um, how to give my kids experiences. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it could be the smallest experience. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. My dad took, like, drove us through really nice neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Like, we would just get in the car sometimes and be driving, and he's just showing us different things. Like, and so it opened up my mind, and it let me see things just outside of where we were living. Mm -hmm. Um, He showed me things on, on movies and books. Like, he tried to, I guess he wasn't in a place to be able to actually put me on a plane and take me to these places. So he had a way of showing me the world outside of St. Louis. Then you have to think about it. I wasn't born in St. Louis. So I was born in California. From California, we moved to Denver. So it's like early on them, I feel like them doing that just exposed me to life. Uh And so it's like, that always stuck with me to want to be able to show my kids everything that's out here. Like life is bigger than our neighborhood. Uh 
Oh, I have to give my dad his kudos when it comes to that because even with music, like different genres of music, uh-huh. different artists, like music is so therapeutic uh-huh. and it is so educational depending on who you're listening to. Uh-huh. And so I would definitely say he exposed me to that as well. Um being diverse, I will give him that too. Like just being diverse, having different friends. My dad did go to college for a certain amount of time. So his his roommate in college was a white guy. So just the stories and the things that he told me about him, again, that's opening up my mind uh-huh. to something different. So um, I would definitely have to give both of my parents their props when it comes to things like that. Like they definitely gave me some 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 blessings yeah I can say that so that now like even in just relationships I can kind of pass down I can talk about I can say that I've been exposed to you know what I mean like I'm not in the dark about a lot of things and I feel like that's just because of them yeah so let me give my dad his flowers too I would say from my dad um my daddy's the realest okay yes he was absent for a long time but um man he's just he's just the realest man like it makes me sad because where he could possibly have been in life if he never gave up but um one thing in particular I love about my daddy I could always come to him about any and everything and he wouldn't pass judgment he wouldn't look down on me he wouldn't talk shit to me he would just give me his advice and keep it all the way real. And he like, but the decision is yours. You know, he was all, I've always felt comfortable opening up to my dad because That's he important. provided that space where I knew I wasn't going to be shunned or, you know, looked down upon. And two, just for always keeping it a buck always keeping it real through the good the bad the ugly we seen it Mm -hmm. he did not shield us from that Mm -hmm. to me that is a blessing heck yeah because though he's taught me like things to do he's also taught me a lot of what not to do Mm. and taught me a lot of what not to do as well Mm so um and he's incredibly smart like my daddy is like a walking encyclopedia for real so Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that thing too. That's important. That's that kind of go back to what we talked about with my pastor, Pastor Lee. Like what you just said, him showing, yeah, great. Show me what to do, but also showing me and teaching me what not, not what not to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. I I have to say that's that's definitely important for sure. For sure. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a lesson within itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's a harsh lesson that I feel like a lot of people don't experience. A lot of people aren't able to have parents to show them that other side. Mm-hmm. Like there's two worlds out here that we're living in. And I feel like a lot of people growing up, there aren't they aren't introduced to that other world. They're introduced to the world that's butterflies and lollipops and no. Or like, they are introduced to that other world, but not. And so creating that balance, again, I just want to reiterate yeah. the importance of creating that balance and we talk about it with our kids like when are we doing too much when are we giving them too much you know what i'm saying because they need to experience the struggle man i i even though it sucks 
I tell everybody, embrace that struggle. Feel it. How are mm-hmm. you feeling? Sit with that for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the struggle is so real, but it's so necessary. Oh, so necessary. So, you know, but, my talk about that all the time. Like, and Dominic think it's so funny. Like, he always be, girl, we'll be driving down the street. He'd be like, remember when you had that truck like that? <laughs> it looked just like that. Okay, I know I was missing the hubcaps. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, get off my truck. So we were getting around. We were getting around. You got to school. He was like, man, I remember that time. Y'all brakes were squeaking so bad. I ain't want you to drive. Well, man, I couldn't afford to go get some brakes. But y'all ass got to school, didn't you? He like, cruel. Like, we was the same We was the I'm same like, way with my daddy. He had this station wagon, bitch. That motherfucker was raggedy. It w- was rusty. I'm pretty sure there was like a hole in the floor. Like, it was bad. <laughs> and he had the nerve to be trying to want to pick us up from the Boys and Girls Club in that dang thing. We used to get in the car. Oh, it's like, we're so mean. We used to get in the car and like slide down so can nobody see us. Oh, uh, no, like on ATL. <laughs> he, oh, no, he, he like, he looking at us like, Y'all low down for real. Get your ass, sit your ass up. You know what I'm saying? We used to do them just like because he'll pick us up in that raggedy station wagon. I'm like, like, everybody standing outside. We like, come on, y'all, let's go. But it's real, and I love my daddy. As a kid, you don't, you know, kids are just cruel. They don't understand, but as I older, it is what it is. He had to do what he had to do. Yes, for sure. So, again, as we always say, please, 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 mm-hmm. uh, I, you guys can leave reviews. If you're listening on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, you can leave reviews. Please give us a review. Be honest. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, contact us at Crown Chronicles Pod, right? Mm-hmm. And Facebook On Facebook and Instagram, please give us uh, feedback let us know how you're feeling let us know what you're thinking let us know how we're doing um give us some ideas as far as topics that you guys may want us to discuss as well like we're so open because again it's like an open conversation so we're just coming up with things maybe it's from experiences things that we've touched on this past week but if you guys have anything in particular that you like to talk about please definitely reach out to us hit us in our dms again on facebook or instagram Instagram at Crown Chronicles Pod and let us know and we'll definitely address those concerns. We'll address those issues, those topics, and we'll talk about it. Again, we just appreciate you all tuning in and listening to us, um, just giving us the option to be able to touch so many different people um, and help you guys along your journey as we continue to help each other and we use you all to help us on our journey as well we're all in the same car together now some may get out get in the other vehicles and take different paths but the goal is that we all arrive at the same destination so again we thank you we appreciate you all and tune in next week yes we'll be here bye bye